Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to uh, episode nine of the Interviews pod. We are here post-Inter-Juventus, which finished uh, 1-0 to Juventus at the Giuseppe Meazza. Um, A goal, if you want to call it a a goal, by Filip Kostic in the 23rd minute, um, assisted by the best volleyball player in the league, Adrian Rabiot. Refereed by Daniele Kifi. Um, all right. So, as you guys know, I'm Alessandro Rafa. I'm joined here by Johnny Paterno. <clears throat> I'm very, very upset um, for, you know, anyone listening to this um, that afterwards wants to, you know, call me a crybaby or salty Inter fan, this and that whatever i i really don't care um there's some some shit to air out i think the one word to describe um today's game is unacceptable um we'll touch on what we usually touch on but that was it seems like we say it multiple times or you know since we started the podcast uh we've said it on multiple episodes that was the most frustrating game of the season that was the most frustrating game of the season um well we have a new contender that's for sure just an absolute uh disgrace i would say from start to finish but um it wasn't the case there were some some key mistakes on uh, several people's part so We'll get into it. Um, I'm going to kick it over to the CEO of Inter Twitter, Johnny Paterno. Johnny, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm fed up, Alessandro. I think there's uh, you know, nine losses on the season at this point is inexcusable. I don't care you know, what, the, what the team is, to be honest. I don't remember even during the banter era, maybe there was one team, but where we had this many losses at this point in the season and to lose both to your rival in the manner that we'd have is very frustrating. And I, I think Interisti are just are fed up with, with a lot of, with a lot of things, not just, not just the players on the pitch, not just the management, not just the ownership, but I just think there's all these different types of uh, things that are, that come together and, and kind of have got us to this current situation. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on it, but a lot of things need to change. And a lot of people need to leave this club. I think there's a lot of dead weight in multiple positions, whether it's on the pitch, management. It's just uh, I'm exhausted. And, you know, the only thing that I actually got excited about all game was Raul Bellanova. That's how low we are at this point in the season, that, that a, a brief cameo appearance from a right wing back who dribbled one man and delivered two crosses was my highlight of the game. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know what? So up, before, before we jump into actually talk, can we talk about real quick, because this really pissed me off too, how terrible Paramount Plus's coverage is. 
I mean, the things that they were saying at halftime, the commentary from Mike Grella, I felt like I was listening to a Juventus podcast. I've, I've just, I, I can't believe it. The, the blatant bias that we get from this production team and these so-called talent, our on-air talent, is infuriating. And I don't know how much more of it I can take. I literally watched the game on mute from probably the 12th minute on. I, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. And if Paramount Plus doesn't want to like lose all of its customers, I think most Serie A fans are intelligent people. And having to listen to that week in and week out, it's gonna it's draining. It really is. When you compare the production we get from, from Apple TV's coverage of the MLS and what we get from NBC Sports for the EPL, this is, this is a travesty, but... I digress. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> as far as the Paramount Plus thing, um, you know, that has to be taken for what it is. Like anyone that's expecting um, quality commentary or, you know, something that's unbiased. Am, yeah. It's the, the problem is, is that you have to understand uh, uh, what it is, right? You, you get what you pay for and, um, you know, Sede A is sitting on Paramount Plus where they only come up on the home screen uh, if there's the biggest game of the season taking place, number one. Number two, the the commentary and, you know, the folks that are there, there's no, um, there's very little criticism of the league. And the stuff, you know, the stuff like the, it's inconclusive, um, they don't have the right camera angles. I mean, that's a problem. Like, th- that should have been, uh, you know, addressed with a little bit more uh grinta i guess but you can't expect that i i don't i honestly that's i don't care like i'm not watching with the commentary anyway it's a joke i I don't enjoy the experience um of watching with their halftime their commentary their analysis you know it is what it is like that they're not it's not a real um analysis team um so whatever, uh, you know, tired, tired of, of them um, and that defense at halftime of what was very clearly um, a huge story point in the game, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. So this episode is likely not going to be structured the way that uh, we typically do this. How I think we should go about this is the blame game, essentially. There's a lot of people that are responsible for today's result. I, I, you know, I barely even want to talk about what happened on the pitch. I, I you know, I, I like to get into it um, with the problems that I have with several several parties involved in today's disaster. Um, so the story of this game cannot be told without one specific incident that happened in the first half in the 23rd, 24th minute uh, with Kostic's goal. What evidence is required in order to overturn that goal? What evidence are you looking for? If you look at the video, the ball changes direction upon making contact with Rabio's arm. That is very clear and easy to see. You can see the ball change direction. Am I supposed to believe that the ball did that on its own in midair? 
you see the ball come down and the point with which it changes direction happens below Rabio's shoulder. Right by the elbow. What evidence is needed? If that's not conclusive, what evidence are we supposed to conjure? And I don't want to hear uh, they don't have those camera angles. Why? Why? Why would that not be available to them? They spoke about it. There's 20 fucking cameras on the field. How does no one see that? And in the commentary at halftime with Paramount Plus, they say, oh, there's arguably about uh, three, uh, att- three potential handball situations. If there's three potential handball situations in a goal, how the fuck does that goal stand? How do you find in every instance that there's a potential handball that there nothing is conclusive? How is that possible? How is that allowed to happen? It's an embarrassment for the league. It's an embarrassment for everybody watching that this league has been marred with, you know, controversy, refs being paid uh, you know, transfer controversy. How is something like this allowed to happen? I, I don't understand what lack of conclusive means in this situation. And, I, you know, sorry for raising my voice, but I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Can, do, do, you, do you know what happened? I uh, no. Um, I honestly laughed when I I saw how much time they were taking in that situation. Um, you know, I I just I I, I knew when I saw that it was going to be Chiefy who's the referee that I was going to come down to some type of refereeing decision because that's how it always happens with with Juve. Um, And and what I don't understand is when we have a referee like Daniele Doveri, who we know how good of a referee he is. He is unbiased. I think he calls the most even and balanced games, and he's done it numerous times in derbies, whether it's the Derby de la Capitale, the the Milan Derby, um, he's done the Derby d'Italia multiple times as well, and I haven't felt he's favored one side one way or another ever leaving those matches. You know, and normally you would want, you know, I mean, I would say you would want to feel favored. You know, I think everyone does, and I don't. Obviously, you don't see any UA fans complaining about the the decision there. So whatever, shocker. But. You know, when you look at this game and you bring in a guy like this who has been suspended previously for his errors, for his mistakes, whoever was the, the VAR referee, I don't even know who it was. I kind of wish I could. I've, I've been trying to find that, and I, I can't see who the VAR official is. It, it's just it's mind-boggling to me. And to lose a game in that manner, mind you, let me be honest, I'm not trying to say that we deserve to win or that we should have had a goal at any point. But a draw was a fair a fair finish in that in my opinion. But to make such an egregious error again, and this is the second week in a row that we've seen Rabio get away with a handball 
that leads to a direct goal, I'm sorry, you can't... <laughs> I don't care what they find in this Juve case, and I know we just had you know Daniel and, and Anthony on, and we talked about that a little bit. I hope they don't get those 15 points back because of this nonsense that we see week in and week out with them where they literally get every all of the favoritism all of it you cannot tell me they do not get any favoritism from the referees you cannot tell me that there's a bias you cannot tell me that oh everyone's out against Juve this is why we as fans of Serie A every team every team every fan of every fan base I'm not singling anybody out Whenever something bad happens to Juve, or whenever something goes against them, or whenever so, you know some some fifteen point deduction gets handed out, everyone celebrates. Everyone everyone prays for your downfall because you get away with this time and time again. And I am exhausted seeing the, the these these game changing decisions go their way. Literally, a draw was fair. No, they didn't really have any other clear-cut chances aside from the goal that they scored. We didn't have any really ourselves aside from the shot from Barella in the eighth minute. So uh, nil-nil would have been a fair outcome. Nobody deserved to win this game. But again, Chiefy does his usual nonsense. Doesn't even go to the. How do you not even go to? The how do you not even to go to? Look? How like, do I, you I, not I, even take a look? I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand it. But. It makes sense, again. though. That that makes sense that he wouldn't go take a look. It makes sense to me that he wouldn't go take a look. Because if he was to go take a look, the, the decision would have been reversed. And I don't think that that's what he wanted to do in that, in that point in time. Not to but, mention, but, despite the, you know, even the camera angles, he was right there. He yeah, was staring yeah, it down. He was standing right in front. Like, how do you not notice that right in front? I would love to know, and this is what I've been saying for maybe a, a little over a year, year and a half now. We need, you know how in, in the NFL, when they announce their decisions, you they, they address the crowd and they announce it? We need the audio to be not only transmitted from what the referee comes out with his decision, but what the VAR referee is saying in his ear. We need yep. that to be, because I guarantee you, there, I mean... I shouldn't say I guarantee you. This is me speculating, but I'm speculating that he's saying you cannot go to the screen. This is a handball. Don't you don't even don't. E I'm going to tell you right now. No handball. Don't even go to the screen because you'll see it's a handball. But let's just let's just move it along. And it's funny uh, during the halftime report. I didn't I didn't hear it, but I saw someone post about it, and they said that if I'm not mistaken, it might have been Christina Uncle. The, the referee specialist said that, oh, we don't have, the referees don't have all day. Buddy, in a game deciding decision, you better take all, I don't care if you add 11 minutes at halftime to find the, find the angle, you better take all the time. I would, and you know what? And I, and I'm, I'm, I mean this sincerely. You can call me a fair weather fan. You can call me insane, whatever. If let's say it took 10, 11 minutes to make a, a clear decision to overturn that. And in the stoppage time, Juve eventually did take the lead. On a clear-cut goal, I would have been much, much happier with that outcome than losing the way we just lost. Honestly, you cannot tell me you would be upset. If you if you give up a fair goal, you give up a fair goal. And with the way our defense was playing, I honestly suspected a fair goal to be coming on because Acerbi was out of position all the time, and that was driving me insane. And this was probably our weakest back three that we've started all season. Yep. Uh, and that's, you know, of course due to injury and whatnot, but... Another we we can touch on that later, but I would have been fine with it if the if the outcome was the same, if 
the goal had been a clean, fair goal. But to see the way Rabiot handles it, and then from the other angle, although I would argue like the second one where Vlao, it, it literally looks like goes off Rabiot's arm and hits Vlaovic's arm. Vlaovic's arms are like in front of him. Like, what is he going to do? Like, I, I can't really be upset about that if that was the only one they saw. But we clearly know the Rabiot one is. And then further down the pitch, when Vlaovic is pushing the ball up, it goes off his arm again. So there, what I, I don't understand also is it, it does... If you want to say, oh, you can't tell if it touches Rabio's arm, fine. Like if if this if you want to make if you want to make a biased argument in favor of Juventus, fine. You want to say that it's unclear that it touched uh, that it touched Rabio's arm, but doesn't it very clearly touch Vlaovic's arm immediately afterwards? And if you want to say, oh, it's it's accidental, I agree with you. There was nothing that Vlaovic couldn't could have done. But is the rule not any handball? accidental or unaccidental that leads Not to a goal if any attacking player accidental or unaccidental if it touches their hand in an action that leads to the goal, isn't it automatically ruled off? That was my understanding of the rule. Yeah, not if it, not if it's, not if it's, if it's in an irregular position. Yes, but his arms are not in an irregular position on the second touch. On the third touch, that's a little further up the field. That is in a regular. Like his arm is out when it hits it initially, so I, I just I don't. So you literally have two out of three chances. You can call it if you want to be biased. You could say three out of three, but yeah, the fact that none were called and they just clearly get away with murder again. This yeah. never happens against Juve. Never. No. Never. Like the this other stuff, piece. This, uh, the other piece that I very clearly want to say. For anyone listening that wants to say, oh, you're biased, whatever, I want to make myself very clear. You can take that and absolutely shove it. There's not a respected individual watching that game on Twitter, any analyst, whatever, that would agree with you. If you want to tell me that I'm being biased by saying that there was a handball in the action that led to the goal, I want to tell you that you're being fucking biased for saying that there wasn't, okay? Anyone with two eyes would say that. If the situation was reversed and it was your team in Inter's position, you would be saying the same thing. If this was the Champions League final, if this was the World Cup final, if it was any game that was outside of Serie A, I promise you that goal would not have stood. I promise you that goal would not have stood. But this is what to expect when we're playing, you know, games in Serie A like this, you know, and Juventus is involved. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, you want to call me crybaby, whatever you want. I don't care. It, it happens too frequently. It can't be a coincidence. It happens too frequently. Do you understand what I'm telling you, Juventini? It happens too frequently. Okay? And if the situation was reversed... I can't believe, I can't imagine what would be coming out of your mouth if the situation was reversed. Okay? So, the goal stood. Um, Inter uh, officially announced that the game was being played under protest after that moment, which is a symbolic gesture. It, it needs to be done in that situation. There's no... This result is not getting overturned. There's nothing that's going to happen. Uh, it's just a symbolic gesture to say that, hey guys, Serie A, everybody, we know we got fucked. 
we know we got fucked, okay? And letting everybody know that we know we got fucked, it is what it is. I don't have, there's not much more to say, you know, there's, there's not much more to say. When it's as conclusive as it was, there's not much more to say. Moving forward from this, I think we should talk about the manager last, and I think next, let's pivot to the player performances, because when I said, at the start of this, I said, we're going to play the blame game today. Blame game number one, we talked about Sedea and these officials. That's the first, that's the first domino that's got to fall in this whole thing, okay? The second is the players on the pitch. The second is the players on the pitch. This is the Derby d'Italia. This is the biggest game of the year. You already lost to Juventus once this year. Okay? Now they're coming to our home. You're the, you're the team that's top eight in, uh, in Europe. You're the team that's playing in the quarterfinals. And it's, it's a bigger game for us. It's a bigger game for us. And you need to show up. Nobody, nobody deserves praise after that performance. We can talk talk about everybody on the field. Onana didn't do anything wrong. I, I you know, honestly, I, I can't blame Onana. The back three, it is what it is. You know, like injuries caused us to play with those three. They're not too familiar. Juventus had some counterattacks. It was what it was. I want to talk about the big players in this game. I want to talk about the big players in this game. Not the Acerbis. Not, uh, you know, Devray in the middle. I want to talk about Hakan. I want to talk about Brozo. I want to talk about Lautaro. And I want to talk about Lukaku. You guys didn't show up, man. And I want to talk about Barella, too. You guys didn't show up. It doesn't matter to have 70% possession and, you know, 28 shots on goal. It That doesn't... You don't get awarded points for that. There were so many opportunities for them to impact the game. Lautaro was missing today. Missing. How? How? After our worst performances this year, you were the guy that came out and said, It's on us. We need to play better. You're the guy that is, you know, almost a publicly publicly campaigned for that captain spot in how you're speaking. Where were you? Where were you? Brozovic and Hakan, they played too close to each other in times. Like, they both wanted to be that deep-lying uh, dominant on the ball. You didn't help. You didn't help each other, guys. And I don't, I don't feel like I should have to make excuses. Brodzo, you were out for a while. This is a game that, you know, you've bossed in the past. Lukaku, you did okay. You did okay. I don't know what, when I'm going to see you take a shot on goal. You know? How, how are we not taking any shots on goal? How are we on the field for 70 minutes, however long you were on the field, Lukaku, and you desperate to come back to Inter, you didn't have a shot on goal? Barella, what's going on? 
15 minutes into the game, you have a, you know, you have a couple shots, you get a clear-cut opportunity straight at Chesney. 15 minutes into the game, you're throwing your arms in the air. Like everything around you is the problem. No! No, put your fucking arms down. You're not playing well. You're not playing well. Johnny, come save me because I'm I'm on the verge, man. I I'm on the verge. I mean, there's nothing I can say really. I'm 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 honestly like I'm I'm on team just full rebuild. I don't think that these guys, you know, I, I kind of think we look at what Conte said yesterday about his Spurs side and how everyone's just complacent and they're okay. They don't like challenges. They don't like having difficult moments. And I think we're kind of we're kind of seeing that with this team, to be quite honest. Um, you know, I'm maybe you know maybe I am partially biased. Um, I don't have a problem personally with the with the Badella throwing his arms up, you know, and being frustrated. I I, I kind of want to see that fire from some people. I want some other people to get pissed. I want some other people to get in their teammates' faces and getting mad at them. Like, do I think that he's absolvement of any criticism? Absolutely not. You know, uh, the first yeah, like you said, 15, 20 minutes, he seemed to be. I mean, moving, passing great, creating chances, taking shots. I wish he would have done better with that second opportunity that, of all people, Lukaku set up for him. But Brozovic clearly does, shows that he's just not he, – he needs to be sold, in my opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over him. Uh, you know, People saying, oh, he's still getting back. No, 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 he's played. He's played. He's been back. He's been back now for two, three weeks. There's no excuses, in my opinion. You're, you're a professional – and, and you're not playing like it. And I think we see that when Hakan plays as a Metzala, it just doesn't work. He needs to be the Regista. And people may say, oh, he's not good enough at that. He doesn't control the midfield pace the way Brozovic does. Well, Brozovic isn't even controlling the midfield pace the way Brozovic does. So what are we, what are we talking about here? And the guys, you know, just turned 30. It's, it's not going to get better. You don't lose fatigue in those legs from all the running he's done. So I'm, I'm ready to cut ties with that. Lautaro. I can't defend you anymore, man. I mean, I I think there's an extremely talented player there. I think he's shown glimpses of the type of forward he can be. I just don't know if he can do it without a proper striker to feed and, and kind of feed off of. Um, we were never going to get that with Icardi, although Icardi was a target man and uh, a fox in the box. You need someone who can also play a quick transition, quick one-two with him. Um, we've seen when he's at his best, he's playing with the likes of, you know, uh, a Messi or Di, or Di Maria, and he's able to, to kind of interweave his way with those guys. Uh, it's never going to happen here. So um, it's just, you know, just watching those performances and, and, and seeing how nobody really shows up for these big games. And if you can't get amped up for a Derby de Italia, then why are you here? Why are you here? Are you just here to collect a paycheck? Are you here for photo ops? Are you here because you like the fashion in Milan? What is your purpose? Like this, to, to me, this is bigger. You know, playing, you're playing for Inter. You're playing for one of the biggest clubs in Italy, one of the biggest clubs in Europe. It should mean something week in and week out to be able to put that kit on and represent this team. And you're not seeing that from the people who claim to love the colors, who claim to give it all for the team. It's it's becoming uh, a, a a depressing trend, and 
you know, I've I've been of the mindset where you sell everybody except Onana and Barella. But honestly, if if an offer comes for Barella at this point, you know what? What like full reset? Really, like a full reset? Like you need to get people who want to be here. Like I'm the same way. Like with 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 college recruits and for my football team, when people want you know to, to transfer out and whatever, and they want to to rip up their their NIL. Or the NLI, natural their letter of intent. Fine, I don't want people who don't want to be here. So if you don't want to play for Inter, please say so and leave. Thank you for your service. Like this game, we should have won. We have the talent. I don't, I don't understand it. I and and I'm sick and tired of this team just choking games away and that wimp of a manager, Inzaghi, just sitting there with 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 no he. His problem is what I also feel is Conte's problem. This is why, I, I mean, although I like the things that he said yesterday, I still wouldn't want him back at Inter. He doesn't know how to adjust in in-game situations. He doesn't know how to manage that specific thing. And these players also, I don't know if they don't know how to implement his style, if they don't know how to execute his vision. I, I don't know because... At times, it does become very one-dimensional, and there we've seen there were instances where there were obviously we knew they were going to drop back, they were going to sit back and try to hit us on the counter. They knew we had slow defenders; that that was the really a, an easy way to expose us, which we saw early and often in the first half. So why are you not trying to play quick one touches using the triangles in the midfield to be able to to unlock the the the, the gaps in the defense and then slip people in? Get a Lukaku on a run. Lukaku, a lot of times, and and Tony will back me up on this, and but but I mean he he might actually say it more than I do. He gets caught flat-footed. He should be moving constantly in the box, trying to find space. I don't want you to be playing like an offsides idiot either, but you should be looking to find the seam in the defense to get behind them so that a guy like Hakan, a guy like Barella can release you, and then you got nothing but you and the goalie to, to, to finish an opportunity with. Lautaro used to do that very well. I don't know where that's gone in the last month, month and a half, whatever. It's been missing, and it's just, you know, I was saying too, even on the corners, when's the last time we scored a, ki- uh, a goal off a corner kick? I honestly don't remember. And we, if we can't even produce any clear-cut opportunities that way, which, you know what, I give Hakan a lot of credit for a lot of the things he does do, but I do think that his dead ball specialist, whatever trait that they want to throw on him, is a myth. And that last year was really a fluke for him. It really for, it worked out that, you know, guys like Skriniar and guys like Jekyll were able to get, you know, lucky headers and stuff. And, and DeVry got a, few, uh, a couple maybe himself. I just think it's 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 all made up. I don't see it anymore. The free kicks, I automatically assume it's going to hit the wall. Nothing. He had a one. He had literally Fajoli was the only guy in front of him, and he still hits him. Like it's just, it's exhausting. It is exhausting, and I just I don't care about these guys anymore. Like I I care about the team, and I care about where we finish. And I'm sick and tired of having Napoli fans in my mentions. Like I can't even defend it anymore. Like they, they could, they could literally just throw anything they want at me because it's true. It's, it's honest. And, and if this team isn't gonna play and and live up to what the colors mean and what the history means for this club, then buddy, I don't want you here. I don't need you here. I don't care what. I don't care if I don't have a name on my kit next year. Whatever. I, I only want people who actually care about this club. So. You said a lot there that I I completely agree with, um, and I, I think this is the time where we can shift our focus over to the managers, okay? So, Serie A, you failed. Players, you failed. Inzaghi, that was an epic, epic fail, 
Okay, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. How many times do you need to boot the ball into the box on these fucking crosses only to have Juventus players in the back three say, thank you. Thank you. This is what I want you to be doing. We're all tall. Gatti, Bremer, Danilo. We're all tall. We're all physical. This is the game plan you came to play with today? Thank you. Keep booting balls into the box. You're not winning them. We didn't win a set-piece header. We didn't win on any crosses. Not to mention the quality of those crosses is terrible. You need a little bit more if you're going to beat that back three. Who you're doing, you're playing exactly the way they want you to play. They're slow, Simone. They're slow. Why are we booting the ball into the box? Draw them out a little bit. Play with someone in between the lines. Johnny, like you said, pass the ball on the ground. Lukaku and Lautaro should be able to burn those bums in a foot race. What is going on? What is going on? The preparation, the the game plan, it makes no sense. Anybody can see that. I don't have the ability to manage in Serie A. I don't. But I know you're doing what they want you to do. You're doing what they want you to do. If you were to say to any fan before the game, what are the strengths of this Juventus back three? Well... They're great in the air. They're very physical. They're big bodied and they're great in the air. Okay, play around them. Where's the one twos? Like you said, Johnny, where's the triangles? Was there not? This is the other thing, too, about Inzaghi that we talked about. And listen, all of you Inzaghi, all of the Inzaghi uh, supporters, I understand it. Like, he's had a bit of success, he's won us some trophies. We've seen uh, two. I'm sorry, but two Mickey Mouse cups and what? Like, in my opinion, the Coppa Italia is the only trophy that he's won us. Two Super Copas mean nothing to me. We could win the Super Copa 15 years in a row, and I wouldn't count it in my trophy cabinet. I wouldn't. It, it's a one-off game. Literally, it's like when you win. Like when we lost the 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 Super Cup to Atletico Madrid after we won the treble. That trophy really meant nothing to me. Yes, it would have been nice to win the game because you beat, but you lost the Europa League winners. Uh, you know, it, it meant it meant nothing. It meant nothing. No one this, is going to remember how many Super Copa titles we have. So stop with this. He's won us a few trophies. He's won one clear-cut trophy that really matters. The Coppa Italia, fantastic. We hadn't won it since 2011. Great. But you don't win in the league. You never have. Like people keep saying, like, oh man, oh he's he's a young coach. Oh, he's the next this, he's the next that. Buddy, you, you I, I need you to win a league title. Okay? I'm I'm I'm, I'm like people like I, I brought it up and everyone's like, oh, you know, he's Noggles I brought up Nogglesman in, in a conversation and I was told, Oh, well, he he's the outlier. I'm sorry, but he was he was he was getting his team at Hoffenheim, which Let's let's be honest. Hoffenheim is lower on the totem pole than Lazio, and he was going getting that team into Europe when Inzaghi was failing. He did it again with RB Leipzig, which again is a little bit more money, a little bit more stuff. And you know, I brought up Andres Villas-Boas, which you know what people you go one way or another. The guy didn't do well after he left Porto, but when he was younger than Inzaghi, he was getting Porto to the Champions League and getting them into quarterfinals. So if we're gonna wave the quarterfinal banner 
as a tr as a as a victory like oh he got us to the last eight for the first time in 13 years and, and conte didn't do it look everyone likes to compare him to conte everyone likes to, uh, and that's fine that's fair fine they were the two most recent managers but conte won the one thing that we really wanted more like if you really want to celebrate the quarterfinals and we let's say we lose let's say we lose to benfica are you going to really care that we made it to the quarterfinals and we didn't even get to a round of 16 with Inzaghi? Like, is that really going to be a, a banner that you're going to want to wave in, in Inzaghi's corner? I care about the titles, the league title. That is what I want. I want that second star. Anybody who's an Inter fan should want that second star. Don't care about the rest. Unless you're going to win me the Champions League, which you know what? There is a, a small possibility of that happening. Very small. Because I feel like he would find a way to choke against a Milan or, or Napoli, which that would be just catastrophic, catastrophic for the way I feel about this him or this club. And I'm already over him. I'm over him. I'm not fully on board with Thiago Mota like, like Tony is. And even though I do have some belief that he could do something, but I'm not fully on board with that quite yet. But I'm 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 over Simon Inzaghi and and you know what I, I'm not even gonna call him Simon from now on he's Simon, and that's it to me he's just Simon. This this should be the nail in the coffin, okay? Because you don't have an answer for this if it, the Inzaghi supporters and I'm talking to you directly, and I've been one for a long time and as of recently I've understood it's time to move on and this is the reason why. You can throw the titles in my face, the, the Copas and whatever, okay? You can throw that the, the squad hasn't been invested in, which is true. The, the, the directors and the ownership group are not absolved. You can say that he's even overachieving by getting to the quarterfinals. Okay, here is the nail in the coffin. This team has played some beautiful football with Limone in the past. Okay? They figured it out. The opponents figured it out. We're not surprising anyone anymore. You keep trotting out the same idea onto the pitch over and over and over again. It's the same idea. This is Italy. There's some of the best tacticians and, and managers in the world in this league. They figured it out. You throw that 3-5-2 formation out there as if it's, no, this is unbeatable. Listen, pal, you've lost nine times. It is beatable. It is beatable. Tweaking, tweaking your tactics and tweaking your formation is a critical part of being a manager. Sometimes players go out of form. And the best thing for them sometimes is not to just keep playing. Here's the same idea. You'll figure it out. That's that's not it. That's not what any of the best managers in the world do. They tinker. They fix it. They say, okay, this is not working. They don't rest on their laurels and say, you know what? We had 60% possession and 30 shots. Uh, it's just a matter of luck. No, there's, the quality is not there anymore. You have to change. You have to be able to have different ideas. No manager that steps onto the pitch opposite of Inter, opposite of Inzaghi, is surprised anymore. You're not throwing anybody off. You're not scaring anybody. They know what you're doing. You want to say the players are out of form? Maybe it's not their fault. 
Maybe the teams are playing them the way you're supposed to play this goddamn 3-5-2. They know. They know. There's some smart people in football. They know. You have to make adjustments. The crossing wasn't working. It wasn't working. There's not something else you can do. You can't play with an advanced playmaker. You could have even subbed off a striker and had better results with an advanced playmaker. Somebody looking to play play in between the lines. The, the defense for Juventus was slow. They wouldn't have been able to handle with runners. You want to tell me there's no runners on this team? I... God damn tell you, Lukaku, Lautaro, Barella, Dumfries, Di Marco, all those guys beat that back line for pace. That's not the instructions that were given. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And for the people that are still supporting Inzaghi and, and say, you know, listen, we have a, a decent coach right now. He's he's decent. This is not what you want your club to be, I promise you. I promise you, you want your manager to be able to make changes. You have a squad of 23 footballers, and throughout the course of a season, you need to be able to, to utilize their strengths. It's not acceptable anymore. Okay, guys, Inzaghi, guys, listen to me. This is the nail in the coffin. It's not working right now. It's not you working, have, and he's not making changes. Do you know that we have more losses at this point in the season than we did in 2014-15 when we finished eighth? We're getting, we're being let off the hook. We're being let off the hook. I I understand getting high and excited about you know in season. Uh, objectives that you got to like you got to the quarterfinals and now it feels like oh maybe Inzaghi can turn around guys be honest and rational about what you're watching it's not working anymore okay it's not working you need to make a change and I'm not necessarily advocating that it's something that you do in the middle of the season because that's not a recipe for good results. This team can See, but probably. I think, I think it is. I think it is. You, you, the only way you're gonna get a jolt or something. I mean, you, you can't trade players. Like, unfortunately, this isn't like MLB or the NHL or something where you could just trade players, you know, and and, and kind of give them a wake up call. The only way you're gonna get a change is with a change of manager. And yes, I'm, again, I'm not advocating for it. Although I think that that's the only way you'll really get some kind of reaction. Because clearly the manager is going to be thick-headed and only do things the way he wants. You know, he refuses. Like I said in the beginning, the only the only moment of any type of excitement was seeing Bellanova dribble past two men and yeah. deliver a cross that I was like, holy cow, look at that. He got his foot around it and delivered a really great cross. And and that's the only thing. And But you know what? Now we're not going to see him again for another month. That's That has to be another indictment on Inzaghi where Bellanova is better than Dumfries. It's is. not even a question. It's, uh, not, it's not even me trolling. It's not even me hating. It's 100% clear to anybody with two functioning eyes that Denzel Dumfries is a liability week in and week out. Look where and he I was standing on Kostic's goal. Look, look at where he was standing. He was blocking Onana's view. He can't like, defend. He, he doesn't... 
He's a black hole on on right wing back in terms of your offensive activity because was, no one is scared of him taking them on. Isn't that what this no. guy is supposed to be doing? Bellanova came on and immediately went after it. Even the quality of his crossing turned, was better. He can at oh. least beat the first man on the cross. And this is a, this is the other death nail for Inzaghi. Aslani and Bellanova are talented enough to impact games like this. And you want to know yep. why I know they're talented enough to impact games like this? Because I can see it when they're on the pitch. Because if I look on the opposite side of the pitch, there's a couple 20-something-year-olds playing in midfield there too. Fajoli was it was in the game. You want to tell me Fajoli is much better than Aslani? I don't think so. I don't think so. I would at least like to know... Same thing with Bellanova. He's better than Dumfries. Guys, you're not supposed to, as a manager, you're not supposed to love and coddle your players to the point of you're hurting the team because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Bellanova should have been playing these past few games. You're not gonna, you're not, you, you don't want to do the riscato with Cagliari? You don't want to pay the 7 million now? He showed in 10 minutes. He's way better than Denzel. Way, way, way better. He can learn from a guy like Darmian. You're, he's, I, he, it's not, he's not a bad person. Inzaghi's not a bad person. I, I, I like him. He's not right for a club of this stature. He's not right. He's not the right guy. Yeah. No, he's, it's too big. It's too big for him. He can't handle the pressure. He can't handle the media. He can't handle the the stresses of coaching Inter, and it's evident. Like I don't, I, I, he just, it just he just shouldn't be here. And I hope somebody in England wants to come pick him up and 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 maybe pay us a release clause for him. I don't care. Like it's it's just it's just ridiculous, though. It really is. And like you said, to Mickey Tatting has been making nothing but mistakes. He comes on, he takes too long on the ball. He comes on and he doesn't. He delivers poor passes. Like, what 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 is Aslani? What is Aslani doing in practice? Is he not practicing? Is he is, is he? I don't know. Is he is he gone on vacation and we don't even know where he is? I mean, how does this kid not get a chance to come off the bench and and have an impact on a game like this? You know, we saw Sule play. Sule played pretty well. I mean, you know. Obviously, this we saw with Fajoli. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of his antics, but the guy was having an impact. If Miretti was healthy, you know, he probably would have done the same. So, like, it's just, I mean, oh, he was suspended. Whatever. Um, it's just, it's, it's exhausting. And and you know, these kids, you know, we we joke about Italy and how there's no youth coming up. It's because we never play them. We as a nation don't play them, but Inter especially, we don't we don't value our youth. We don't allow them to blossom and grow. I mean, look at Cesare Casade playing now. You're going to tell me that that guy could not have brought any value? Yes, we needed the $20 million. Fine, I understand the sale. But last season, we couldn't have had any value in him coming off the bench instead of guys like Gagliardini and Vidal? And now, again, here with Mkhitaryan over, over Aslani? Dumfries? Like, this guy, the guy does nothing. He provides nothing. Nothing. And then I got people in my mentions talking about Barella. They like to complain about Barella. Uh, Barella this, Barella that. Oh, Frataro. Like, bro, shut up, man. Shut up. I Look at, if, uh, listen to these, these stats, right? So you took 18 total shots. Eight of them were blocked shots. 
how are how are you taking how is there eight of them that are getting blocked how are you shooting at defenders eight times like shots on goal you know created chances you can play behind a back line you can play behind a back line the other thing 281 passes in the opposition half how how are the the majority of them ending up with throwing the ball into the box or shooting at defenders backs you you said 281 passes in 281 the passes is that the, completed or is that just how many we took i don't know uh because we, for the whole game the whole game um i'm seeing 619 go ahead passes yeah, yeah yeah 619 and then the whole game for you it was 270 so if yeah. we did 281 so we had more passes in their half of the pitch than they had in the entire game and we still couldn't get a decent shot on goal aside from barelas now listen to this one 19 percent accurate crosses are are so we Candreva's back are we thinking that maybe let's not Let's change, and, and, and we're and we're we're crossing it in as if we have these target forwards who are known for heading the ball. Like, I'm sorry, Jekyll maybe, but L- Lukaku, his strength has never been his heading ability, and that was what made me laugh about Grello when he when he took a head, he was leaning back and he somehow got his head on it, which I thought was difficult contortion on his part. But he goes, "Oh, Lukaku, two years ago might have scored that." Like, no, he wouldn't have, because that's not his strength. His strength would have been attacking the open spaces, getting a ball from Hakimi and just running onto it and being able to blow past everybody and get a free shot on goal. That's not happening anymore. We go to the right side of our pitch and it's dead. Attack, it's done. Dumfries, useless. He cannot play a 1-2 with anybody. So, again, I I, I, I have to ask, Inzaghi... Are you not a, a, a smart enough manager to recognize how much Dybala fits your system better than Lukaku does? Yeah, where, but where where is the like, like in-game recognition too? Like, it, it's like, very painful. Like, don't clear. get me wrong. I wanted Lukaku back. Don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I didn't want him at all. But everybody, everybody, and I mean this, every Inter fan that I've, I've spoken to knew how much better Dybala fits his system for the way he likes to play, because he doesn't play target, he doesn't target or play through Lukaku and doesn't have this like quick counter-attacking style of play. So he wants Lukaku to play further up the pitch, which is not his strength at all. So how do you, as a manager, bring in a guy, what, just because of feels, vibes? Because, uh, you know, Steven Zhang wanted him? Do you not have any self-recognition to realize that this guy, I'm sorry, Steven... And that's another thing. I, I guarantee a, ma- a manager with a with a backbone and a spine, which Inzaghi clearly doesn't have, goes into that room and says he doesn't fit my system. I'm not going to be able to make it work. I'm sorry, we can't just bring him back because you like him. Especially when the wages that we could have got Dybala at would have been cheaper. It just it makes no sense to me. I hate to like I, even I, even with Decreto Crescita. I'm sorry. This is not the like argument I would like to make. Nor like you know, if you're debating a point, I I don't think that this is the most effective way to do it. But I just think I just want you to think about this for a second. Everybody listening, just think about this for a second. Honest, honestly, be honest with yourselves. 
If Conte was coaching this exact team, <laughs> be honest with yourself about a few things. Do you think Dumfries would be either A, playing at this level, or B, uh, do you think he would have been pulled and Bellanova might have been, you know, getting some development under Conte? Do you think we would roll out the same lineups over and over? Do you think we would turn into just like a cross factory? Lukaku and Lautaro were way more involved in play under Conte. Now they're sitting as high up the pitch as possible and you want Chala and Mikitarian and Barella, whoever is playing those Metzala rows, you want them to break the lines and, and bring the ball up. It's not working. The, the combinations with Conte happened because Lukaku and Lautaro dropped deep, balls were played into them, they laid it off to the midfielders, and then Lukaku and Lautaro, because they were dropping deep into, not dropping deep towards the box, because they were dropping deep into the midfield, into the midfield they were pulling those center backs with them, and once you do the quick one-touch pass, they were off. How does a manager not understand what's happening? How do you not see the way you're being defended against and alter your gameplay? It's easy. Let me show you how. It's a quick point of the finger. Lukaku, Lukaku, drop, drop, drop. What's going on? What's going on? I'm, I'm sorry that this has been such an episode of frustration and listening to me bitch, but fuck, man. It, doesn't it seem kind of fucking obvious? I'm just happy it's not me by myself this time. So, about Does time Alessandro got got a little little fire under him, bro. I, <laughs> but this is what the people wanted. They they've been in my mention. I didn't want to tell you, but they've been in my mention. Like Alessandro's kind of kind of <laughs> doesn't have an opinion. I'm kidding. Nobody said that, but but I I, I this. I'm you know I don't I'm not a guy that comes with the attitude of the skies falling after everything because I have watched this game for a long time and you understand that you know things happen certain things in the season are you know out of your control whatever but this is no longer out of our control. This is no longer oh uh, you know it was one of those games where we played so so well but the ball just you know they say la palla rotonda the the ball is round right sometimes it just doesn't go your way it doesn't go over the line. It can't be in this eight, seven game stretch, whatever we've been watching since, you know, the start of this year, a lot more games than that, that that happens every single game. Now that becomes a pattern. Something is wrong. Something is wrong, guys. And I don't, to me, it seems obvious how to fix some of these things on the pitch, even if you want to play your 3-5-2 on the pitch, you play a different way. Even if you want to play your 3-5-2 on the pitch, you play some different players. But now, all you're doing is subjecting me, Johnny, every other Inter fan. You're subjecting us to watching the same result week after week. Listen to me when I tell you this. It's not working. It's not working. And here's another thing. It's not going to start magically working the way that it was. No, it's just going to... It'll turn... That's not how football works. It's not how football works. What happened one year does not automatically carry it over. You got figured out, my dude. You got figured out. 
You gotta change it. You have no other cards to play. You wanna play the same system? You wanna play the same system? Fine. I'll tell you how to get out of this. Play some different players. <laughs> play some different players. <laughs> Let me see uh, what the kids got. Can they inject a little bit of, you know, kids like to play? They're I'm not. To be honest, like, uh, we got we got Fiorentina next weekend or in two weeks. Sorry, because now we have the international break. Um,. I I would have a hard conversation and I would bench some players, but like important players. Yeah, you know, like I would have no problem bench Barella. I was saying in the beginning of the season, bench Barella when he was pl- dropping stinkers against Milan and and he was not you know we weren't winning those games and he was you know all over the place and he was having his his tantrums, but most of them were his self inflicted moons. I was the one saying bench Barella and people were like, you're crazy, you don't bet like no. You want to get a message across? You bench players. Lautaro, I would actually, you know what, Fiorentina, I would actually start Correa. We all know he's going to get hurt anyway in the next day or two. So, like, you know what, just, just play Correa. I agree with you. And I actually felt that way in the game today. That Correa, Correa could have eaten today if he had some more time on the field. This was kind of the perfect defense for Correa to play. He's not an out-and-out striker. Let him, let him flow between the lines a little bit. Let him do like his... a central attacking midfielder. Just you know, let him get out wide if he wants. I mean, that, listen, that's how we assisted on goals for Lautaro in the in last season. All and I don't even like man- Correa. That's the thing. Like I don't even like him. All the football manager fans. It's called a shadow striker. You just play between the lines. An enganche. He could have affected the game today. He could have. I mean, we'll never know. And I, I mean, I don't even think he's that. Yeah, again, I don't think he's good at all. But we, we'll never know. We'll never know. It's the same thing. You know, we when I saw as soon as I saw D'Ambrosio coming on, I'm like, all right, we're we're just it's over. And I don't, it's not even that I have a problem with D'Ambrosio, but like he doesn't provide anything going forward. He was I get he, it. he at least showed today a little bit more fight than a lot a lot of guys on the pitch. Sure, did. yes, I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, uh, listen, I'm I'm never gonna really criticize Santo Danilo. Like the guy, he's a soldier, but. And I understand Gozens is hurt, and now DiMarco might be hurt. I don't know, like, I mean, the way he came off, whatever. But, my gosh, like, it's just, I'm exhausted, man. I'm tired of seeing this team week in and week out do this. And I, honestly, this season, I mean, it is over. Like, I mean, I, but now, can we hang on a top four? I was confident even last week. I mean, when we actually, this week, when we had Daniel and Anthony on, I was confident that top four was secure. Now, I, I really don't know. We got 11 games left. We could literally go six and five the last 11 or or five, two and, and whatever, uh, five, two and four. Like, I mean, who knows? Who knows? And, and, we, and that's without even Juve. Juve doesn't even have their points back yet. Like what are they? Uh, Eleven points behind us. Nine points. They're nine points behind us. And if they yeah, get fifteen, we would, they're, we would literally be fourth. Boom. We're we're we'd be fourth if they get their fifteen back. There's, I mean, you know, I, I criticize Allegri. He's seventeen five and five with a much more inferior team than what we have. Let's be honest. You look at that team player for player, much more inferior. Vlaovic is a shell of himself. Chiesa's not producing. And they're still winning. 
What what excuses do we have? What what excuses Inzaghi have? I'm I've been so anti Allegri that now I'm actually becoming a support. Like who am I right now? Neva's gonna listen to this episode, and I'm gonna get a DM from him laughing because I'm literally siding with him now, and I'm being proven wrong. Simon, Simon, sorry, I'm not even. I can't. Like I said, I'm not gonna call you Simon. Simon. You're you're a massive letdown, and your level is Fiorentina. What was what was the last game for you that we played really really well? Like, what was the last game for you that you thought, okay, you know, now we look like a, a our a team? What was the, what Napoli. was that game? When we beat Napoli after the World Cup, and it's not even and it's not even because we beat Napoli that game. One nothing didn't do it justice. We should have won like four four nil. I'm looking back at these these fixtures, like uh, you know even the big games like one nothing Porto Porto that wasn't a uh, a really dominant performance. One nothing Inter Milan, an incredible first half, and then we didn't play that well in the second. One nothing mm-hmm. Atalanta, that was yep, you know that was an okay win. The last. Real, real great game. I think we played January eighteenth, Milan Inter in the Supercoppa. That was the last, and also coincidentally, that's the first time I ever jumped in an Inter space for that game. That was the last time, January eighteenth, that I really felt like we were in total control. That we scored, you know. Three goals, three good goals, three beautiful goals. That was the last time. I, we've played like 11 matches since then. Seeing that to me doesn't matter because it's a Supercopa. So to me, I go back path further to the Napoli game. Like I wouldn't have cared if we lost that game. I really wouldn't have. I cared only about the league. That is sad. It's a sad state of affairs over here mm-hmm. in, uh, in Interland. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like during the game, I got very heated and I threw out some Italian swear words. And even my girlfriend said, like, you're, you know, you're all right. It's like, I wish, I trust me, you know, what I want, what I want to say to her is, trust me, I don't want to care this much. I don't want to, I don't want to care this much. Unfortunately, I have no fucking choice. I have no fucking choice but to sit there and torture myself week yeah, after no, week. My, my ex used to get so pissed that I would li- this team would literally ruin weekends. We would have plans for something. We would be going whatever. Let's say fall and we'd be going apple picking, which I don't know why people want to do that. You could just you literally just doing the same thing that you do at the supermarket, except you're going to a tree to do it. But anyway, <laughs> it's you know we we would have these plans. And I would just be miserable. I wouldn't want to participate. I wouldn't have anything. We would lose a game to Frosinone, and I would just be out of commission for the weekend. Like, that's it. Sunday, done. Done. If it happens on a Saturday, God forbid, then Sunday's also gone. I don't, I, trust me, I don't want to care. I don't. I wish, like, no team affects me. The Islanders lose, it is what it is. The Miami Heat lose, it is what it is. The Dolphins lose, it's expected. You know, like, no team gets to me the way this team does. And it's only because it's, it nine. I'd say nine times out of ten, it's self-inflicted. Very rarely do I think we totally get outplayed or out... <coughs> yeah. <coughs> excuse me. 
yeah out coached or or whatever like very rarely do i do i can i think of those those games like honestly this season the only games that i really feel like we were truly outplayed were both Bayern games truthfully yep. that i could think of maybe off the top of my head maybe if i go back and watch them all i'll find some other ones but the uh, udinese oh, too when we lost to udinese so, that was yep, but, that was bad but but my goodness like it, this team just can they, it's so frustrating and i don't know why my dad didn't just let us become catania fans like what like what why did you do this to me why did you do this to me yeah it's almost like a a curse that we've been able to touch the greatness a little bit that we've been able to not a little bit <laughs> this is a, a storied club many many times have we been able to watch us win titles have amazing seasons like the treble you know like the the we're in a a bad a bad way at the moment. We're in a bad way at the moment, and um, mm-hmm. some changes do need to be made. Um, the same sort of fire that you, you can get from listening to uh, an interviews podcast with a couple of guys who just love this club is the same sort of fire that you would hope to see from the from the players, and you know, not even the players, from the manager. Um, but here we are. We are sitting in third place as things stand um, today. We are on 50 points after 27 games played. Nine losses. The next team that has as many losses as we have is sitting in ninth place. Fiorentina and Bologna. Those are the teams that have more losses than us. Udinese has not lost as many times as we have. Juventus hasn't. Atalanta hasn't. Roma hasn't. Milan hasn't. Lazio's lost five games this year. That's not That's not where this club should be. So for everyone that um, thinks that we're screaming uh, fire in a crowded theater, I promise you, this team is better than what we've been seeing. And if something's not going right, got to make a change. Got to make it a change. It starts with the manager. Pack your bags, Simon. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that we need to to talk about? You know, in terms of the match itself, I mean... Nothing you know. else regarding the match. I mean, I feel like we're 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 gonna get a much uh, much deserved break here coming up. Uh, get a little. I don't know. Maybe uh, you should take a vacation. I might try to get away for a long weekend. I'm not even kidding, and and just you know recharge, disconnect for a little bit. Um, yeah, prioritize. We are gonna have an e- an episode with uh, with Uncle Sharma coming up. Yes, during sir. this break. Uh we will let you know what that topic's going to be about. We, I mean, we we already know what it is, but uh, it's something that could be fun, a little bit fun, give us a little bit of uh, a different change of pace and hopefully, you know, better vibes with that one and not such a negative tone to it. And that's really it, man. All right, guys. Thank you for – I hope this was a little therapeutic. I feel a little bit like a weight's off my shoulders. I'm not going to lie. Just being able to, to air it out. But – um. Hope this was as therapeutic f- 
for you guys as it was for Johnny and I. As we say at the end of every episode, in the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi.